I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Journeying now for 30 years into the life and practice of yoga, I have met many who have taken interesting turns when past extraordinary bumps and reached unexpected places. People with whom I shared conversations about everyday struggles, intimate realizations, larger questions, ideas and dreams. So today, I'm passing on the mic to one of them so we could hear and celebrate the wisdom in people's differences and experiences. When I had uh, this, this accident, this head injury, I was advised by somebody, um, why don't you uh, start exploring trauma? And I said, well, I just have a, a head injury. I just need to go to neurologists and do my Ayurveda stuff and mm. all that. And, and she said, well, I had a head injury in an accident a while ago, and I wish I knew what I know now. And um, just start exploring trauma because yeah. it's big, you know, uh, when something happens like that and maybe you lose consciousness and somehow your nervous system, and that's what happened to me, believes you're dead even though you're not. And you can get stuck into that trauma. Wow. So the whole of the body just goes in shutdown. So it's not just the symptoms that you would have because, you know, you bang your head or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a more profound. And you can even have symptoms like, you know, you can go into depression and yeah. um, and being all coming from this. So it's a big trauma. So I started working um, on, on the traumatic part of having fallen and and. and with mm. all, all what happened mm. and that was like a huge portal because through this through this trauma all the other traumas in the past found their way to become conscious and realize wow there's so much i need to i need to work on and that brought me to this idea that when we think of trauma we think of really bad things happening to somebody like being in a war or um, something really huge abused or yeah. attacked and, yeah. and yeah. that that happens you know that and mm. that's huge that is huge however um trauma is much deeper than that to the point that i think if you are a human and you're alive and you reach certain age you know sooner or later we're going to be suffering from some trauma something that's going to completely change um in the way you see things and maybe not in a positive way at the start unless you work through it and uh, exactly. it's very um there's a big stigma about being oh it's traumatized or it's the big stigma well i think mm. that many people should be looking inside and working through um, yeah that's why i'm so happy that it's come to the acknowledgement in society i understood through my conversation with adair finucan lately on this podcast that uh, trauma is you know, I mean, we can all have the same experience. Let's say our parents get get divorced, you know, and for some of us, it's just a stepping stone into our own strength and seeing our own skills. And for some others, it is, you know, the, the onset of trauma, which kind of keeps repeating itself in behavioral pattern and psychological pattern in self-neglect and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, so not any experience you can have can lead to a loop, uh, 
in you and uh, the less you, the more you ignore it that's how i understand mm-hmm. it the more you ignore it the more it gets fed funny enough is that right i mean you're doing yeah. research on it so yeah and and also many many people or at least my generation <laughs> mm-hmm. getting there getting you know and uh, we are, we've been brought up uh, in a way where trauma is not acknowledged and you have to be strong and you have to, you know, chin up and keep going. And if you, um, if you see yourself as traumatized or if there's a trauma in your life, it's that you're weak. There's something wrong with you. As you say, oh, look, this person has gone through all this and this person is okay. And look at you with this that happened and you are a mess. And there is a big um, stigma about that. And that's why many people, even now that trauma is becoming more and more visible, Hmm. Even now, um, it's it's very difficult to take that. Now you can hear Breaking Free from Trauma with Adair Finuken. What I experienced as a kid and throughout my young adult life doesn't actually count as trauma because, well, assuming that only trauma could cause PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, right? So there's this contingency factor. There's certain things that, quote, count, and there's certain things that don't, which in one sense, who gives a fuck? And in the other sense, like, like who, yeah, whatever. And in the other sense, it actually matters because of how systems work and what's reimbursed and what's validated and what isn't, you know? So there's, there's plenty of reasons why people want to keep certain boundaries constrained or else we'll have people saying that, oh, you made me go to school. I, it's traumatic, right? You know, there's that, that yeah, they call it bracket, yes, bracket yeah. creep. However, the woman I work with, Mickey Spurlick, my amazing mentor, the, the midwife turned social work researcher, She got into studying trauma nuts and bolts because she discovered that emotional emotional abuse and neglect, neither of those count as precursors to PTSD. You don't, it doesn't quote count. Hmm. So it's very interesting. It's taken me years to recognize that my experience counts as trauma. Because if you look at all the tools that social workers typically use or psychologists typically use to denote what people have been through in order to treat them, I don't have almost any of the ACEs. They're called adverse childhood experiences. Those are uh, yeah. you know specific list of things that can lead to negative health outcomes for adults. Um, You know, my folks were together. We had enough to eat. I lived in a safe place. I lived in a loving family, loving extended family, had good friends, right? My life looked so normal. Yeah. In the supportive sense. And yet, I really went through a lot. And it's only been really when you facilitated a call that I did for the yoga health coaching program not long ago, mm-hmm. and even sharing my story there, I had another layer of stepping into truth around, oh, this is so real. And even now I feel it again, like yeah. it's very affirming just to be able to say, oh, that's real. And, and to be witnessed and realize, oh, none of these people think I'm just some complaining, you know, middle-class white girl, right? That's not that's not the appearance, but isn't that interesting that that might be something that that's my, you know, the old inner dialogue. There's nothing wrong. You're fine. Get over it. 
Not that I want to keep that at that thought, but those are things that will come up and I have to chop their heads off. Yeah. And it's what lies in between the lines. I mean, when I did social work way back in the days and I was just, you know, I was just helping young people to to build their last step into independency because they weren't allowed to live by themselves so they lived in this you know like apartment together shared apartment and what i didn't realize how for a very long time how difficult that work was because there was no specific thing happening with these people but they were all deeply traumatized they came from backgrounds where they didn't tell the stories fully because they didn't think it was something special and I'd, you know and suddenly stuff would kind of happen like my favorite story is about like this guy coming into my uh, apartment or coming into the apartment with a gun and thinking that it's like you know like uh, I need to have that folder of you and need to know what's written about my girlfriend here and I'm like what's going on you know and so shocking to be in these situations and I hear you saying that so I'm super curious how you you know almost like uh, unveiled this um, this word for you and this process for you so what was it really that opened you up to say like yes this still even if it's you know not classically defined as trauma what has you made become clear that's interesting you know what it was it was my teacher Kia I did I started doing uh advanced training with her last two years ago maybe I think I went and we were doing shadow work and she asked all of us we were just diving into our stuff right as as people do at yoga teacher trainings and that kind of space and she asked us to share with the group of about 16 to 17 people a statement that was true about ourselves after we'd done all this processing and and spending time and the thing i said which is so powerful and i'm still working with it is there is nothing wrong with me hmm. And the release that came from that, you know, and of course being in a space that's so unbelievably sacred and, and um, supportive was amazing because I had a very, very strong emotional reaction. I mean, when I, when I have a big reaction, I'll blow the roof off of a place. So for me to feel safe enough to do that mm -hmm. is such a gift. So I had these people holding the space for me and Kia, I was really just losing it in a good, in the best way, like in the way that a lot of us who love, who love to process our stuff and love to yeah. heal. It's like, oh yes, I get to like scream and cry and lose it, have a physiological freak out release. Yeah. She came over to me and I, she may have put her hand on my back or something. And, and I, I think I said something like, this isn't, this isn't how, like something along the lines of denying myself saying that this is trauma. I think I said something like, this isn't, trauma how could it be and she's like this is trauma and here i am you know trauma researcher i ought to know right and i couldn't even honor my own stuff and she just put her hand there and said yes it is following up with patrick harahy innate resources for healing what kind trauma. Of trauma do you encounter i mean a lot of us this 
I had two people on this show already talking about trauma, but I would love to hear what is your main experience? What do you, what kind of trauma do you, are you facing in your uh, work? Okay, um, I, do, I would divide trauma into two different categories. There's a developmental trauma that I think everybody experiences in some ways growing up in families. It can be due to social issues, alcohol issues, uh, separations, divorce, uh, domestic violence, all that sort of stuff. And then the other type then is shock trauma. It can be um, sexual abuse, traffic mm -hmm. accidents, work accidents, accidents. I've been working with somebody just today now and uh, with a serious accident on a building site. Yeah. And uh, all that sort of stuff. And um, so there's a different ways of working with both. I probably won't go into it too deeply here, but uh, uh, with developmental trauma, people develop, say, putting in a nutshell, belief systems. Do you know mm -hmm. that? Uh, yeah. And with trauma, a lot of parts are put into the unconscious. Do you know, with trauma, if there's, say, something going on in the family, maybe people use avoidance techniques. That's just one thing. And uh, that's when people are then adults, then they're using the same techniques, you know, in relationships, they're avoiding conflict, they're avoiding. And that's... Are these, sorry, are these people um, aware of that they go into trauma? Because I often think and sense that we, we do not really tap into developmental trauma a lot for ourselves until maybe a relationship breaks, as you say, or maybe... We can't hold a job because of insomnia or whatever. What is your experience? How do people come uh, that, to you? That that can be the that can be the situation as well. Mm. Uh, very often, uh, like somebody, I've had a few people say, for instance, um, they have had pains, maybe you know, different pains in the body. They've gone down the medical road, and the medical they find absolutely nothing. So it turns out it's a somatic thing, ah. you know. So, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, very often, uh, when people become parents, maybe their mm -hmm. child reaches three or four. That's the time mm -hmm. maybe they had the trauma, you know, when they were small. So that actually activates their own trauma, you know. Uh, there's a whole lot of different different things um, I've worked yeah. with people say for instance who um, know one particular person who had a very successful career mm. and uh, after about 20 years he couldn't travel couldn't get into a plane anymore couldn't get into a lift couldn't uh, so it was all the trauma sort of re-emerged you know yeah. so so, it can kind of hit out of the blue, isn't it? Like that, it can be triggered by something, and then it can be triggered up. because yes, our bodies have a way of sort of hiding the trauma, or sort of that's a protecting. It, no, we have protectors mm. that protect us from the trauma, mm. and then all of a sudden it can it can uh, can erupt. Do you know? I uh, see that often in my practice as a consultant. You know that people come with pains or things, and they. Often when we go through the health history and uh, because as such, like you, we, we're working also with the mental aspects of healing. It's not like how your skin looks, how your poses, how your eyes shine, your skin shines, but we're looking also at the, at the um, relationship between things that happen. And 
what I hear most often is that people feel like, but I could do this, you know, I could do this before. I didn't have these issues before. And I, and I often kind of relate this to really coming to a point, a high point in their life. And we might not even call it trauma, but to a juncture where the body says like, I don't want to do this anymore. You have to face it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm sure another thing, since you're into yoga, and I'm sure you've heard of iRest uh, yes. yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Richard, Richard Miller, you heard of Richard Miller? I think yes. he did. Yes. Yeah, he was the person who developed. So that is, that is um, as you probably know, a lot of people who have trauma, when they do yoga relaxation exercises, it can actually bring them back into the trauma again. Yes. So we, ha we yes. have to be very, very uh, careful. And as, as I know as a yoga teacher, I have a few friends now who are yoga teachers, mm. or I have clients actually who went to yoga and got traumatized mm. because the yoga teacher wasn't trauma-informed, you know, so it's very important that, uh, that... Yeah, thank you for mentioning that, because I also have uh, other teachers in my circle of teachers that were saying how important it is not to push everybody into meditation, and because it can reactivate trauma you know that yeah. was one thing that came out quite early 10 years ago and you know everybody is so oh yeah it's, it's so nice to relax in yoga and it's shavasana i like it but yeah very little do we know about uh, where people coming come to yourself after severe trauma with aisha arley yeah and you know as you say that there's something a really important distinction that that took me a long time to figure out and I want to share this for anybody that needs to hear this and that is is that for a long time you know I was in this mentally emotionally abusive relationship for 10 years and I was afraid to leave because I was afraid to be alone mm. and then as soon as I got out of that marriage I was like looking 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 and what I realized is there was this anxiety that was driving me and that I thought that my peace existed outside of myself. My peace existed in some other man or some other relationship to distract myself. Yeah. But, you know, as much as I resisted it, everything got stripped away. And there I was standing naked alone with mm. nobody but myself. <laughs> Yeah. And ultimately it was the biggest gift because within that process of being alone and really meeting my anxiety like face to face and realizing that the anxiety wasn't driven by anybody else and it wasn't going to be taken away by anybody else but that it was me finding the happiness and the peace and the contentment within myself, like really having this moment where I, I knew my happiness needs to be with, and my happiness needs to be without, and I need to stop thinking, you know, because I, I've done a lot of healing around the fact that, you know, my ex-husband was, was an addict, and it was so easy to blame, 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 and play victim, but what I needed to take ownership, I stayed in that relationship for 10 years 
Hmm. And I have to take responsibility for that. I, I didn't, I didn't, my self-worth, my worthiness, like it was in a place where I, I, I wanted more, but I, I guess deep down, I didn't think I deserved more. I didn't have yeah. good boundaries, right. To take back my space. And so it was when I came to that place of peace with myself and, you know, I was still raw. I was still figuring it out, yeah. but there was this moment where I, I said, I have to put myself first. Like the, I have to work on my boundaries. I have to, as Larry said, take my power back about who I am. And it was that moment was like the, the moment my life changed. And then these other pieces came in to support the healing. Does that make sense? But there was that distinctive moment that happened on my own, in my own pain and own darkness and just kind of like, okay. And again, it's not that I even knew that in that moment, but when I look back in time, I realize that moment happened. And that's actually when my relationship with Larry changed and, and, and everything started to kind of grow out of that space. It was like that seed was planted and then everything began to flourish from that. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation. 